One of the greatest books ever written is a book by the name of The Go-Giver. Author Bob Berg and John David Mann. The Go-Giver is a little story about a powerful business idea. Within the book, there are several laws that are handed out to the reader so that they can ultimately discover success for themselves. In this book, they talk about the law of influence. It says in the book that your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. I repeat, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. On today's episode, we get to speak with someone who has mastered the law of influence. I'm DJ Motri of Black Equity Network, and welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. And I am excited about this conversation because one of the things you learn in business that a lot of people don't uh, talk about enough is everything is not necessarily all about money. Now, follow me where I'm going here. What you will learn in business is sometimes the relationships that you have and the influence that you have can actually change the entire game in business. So in order for us to talk about this, we have to bring on someone who's living it, who can really show us this full game when it comes to leveraging influence, leveraging relationships, and playing the business game a little differently, which I love. So joining us on today's episode of Black Equity Podcast, uh, Ashley Johnson, welcome to Black Equity. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me, DJ. You're very, very welcome. Just let me know. I, for those who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about your uh, background, about your brand, and what you're currently uh, operating in right now. Of course. It's a great question and great way to start. So if you guys don't know me already, my name is Ash. You can find me on Instagram at the Garden of Ash, or you can visit me on my website, which is thegardenofash.com. I am a marketing lifestyle entrepreneur and guru. And as far as my journey, I started off in the corporate world. I was in a corporate sales job, a typical nine to five, and I found myself unhappy and unfulfilled. So I kind of just decided to take a leap of faith and pursue my passions. And after I was able to monetize my Instagram and scale, then I was able to find financial freedom essentially through leveraging social media. Wow. <laughs> when I, every time I hear about your story, for me, it's the, you know, everybody talks about being a hustler, right? or having this hustle mentality. I've never been a big fan of that word as, you know, as a word, 
but mm-hmm. I do respect hustle. And when I hear your story, I just think hustle. Now, you if you disagree with the word or anything, please let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think about the the idea of seeing the full game that's in front of you and deciding to do something about it right there in front of everyone's eyes. To me, that becomes where influence can get very powerful. So how did the journey begin of creating this influential brand? Where did, where did you begin? So it did require not only hard work, like you said, hustle, but also lots of consistency. So with social media and building your brand, it requires certain platforms and kind of certain resources that you can leverage to grow. And for me, it just really took kind of buckling down and doing business development for myself. So the way that you do get paid on Instagram, you can get paid, like I said, doing what you love. And for me, as a lifestyle influencer specializing in you know, fashion, travel, everything kind of really, um, I really kind of just had to buckle down and figure out how I would make a profit, right? So I had to reach out to different businesses and corporations and really literally do business development, which incorporated a media kit and card. So that's basically kind of just a collection of your prices and what your audience looks like. So it really just kind of depends with like, specializing in your audience, knowing how to leverage your statistics, and then really showing people that you can bring that value to them as far as like bringing an audience to their company. So when I, you know, kind of went about doing that, it took lots of time, um, but it wasn't that hard and difficult once I was able to um, grow my audience, which was the key and really understand my audience. Okay, so let's kind of walk through this. I think this is a really great conversation for those who are building brands, mm-hmm. um, who are maybe looking to build a brand. I really want to walk through this and try to understand. When you were building out this brand uh, built around being a lifestyle influencer, did how many examples did you have in front of you that were already doing this on, on the level in which you're doing it today? You know, that's a excellent question. And I would say there was nobody really doing it in my particular niche just because it is pretty diversified. So obviously there are huge influencers within a specific space, whether it be fashion, travel, beauty, fitness, et cetera. And I kind of wanted to take that and really optimize it and make it my own. So I just kind of took examples from people who I looked up to in the fitness sector or the beauty sector and really just kind of basically duplicated what they did, what worked and um, what was successful for them was successful for me. Okay. So what what was your first major deal? You don't have to tell me any specifics, but what (laughs) was it like when you did a a nice, a nice, you know, (laughs) nice deal? And you can really start seeing the fruits of your labor. What was that process like? Another excellent question. So I started seeing the product of my labor when I did a paid collaboration with Adidas LA. And so after all of the hard work that I did, business development, this company reached out directly to me. And this was kind of just through all of the hard work that I did before I like 
in the past, I had to tag them in different pictures, you know, um, and then kind of attracted their attention. And it was huge because it was actually for the launch of their Ultra Boost and um, it was during Boost Week. So they had um, just kind of this like really special once in a lifetime um, wild style pack that they were launching. And so um, just really kind of had the honor to debut that. You know, earlier I was talking about um, influence and it's not always about money, but something else I, 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 I failed to mention is a big part of your story that I find interesting is the vision. Mm-hmm. You have a, there's some, I, I'm just meeting you, but there's something about you where I can tell you have an amazing vision because you're being able to then take that vision and relay that message to others who will share in that vision. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Absolutely, absolutely. The power of word communication, it's key. <laughs> so where, did you always have that vision? And maybe something you were doing in the past. Where does that vision or they the skill set of having that vision uh, come from, and how do you get that out? So at the end of the day, it just kind of requires you to make a decision. So I had to choose. You know, I could either make money in the corporate space, which was literally soul sucking, or I can take it upon myself to make money myself, which required extra dedication and extra work. So that vision really just came from really how can I create a living for myself doing what I love, and I had to stick to that. I had to remain consistent, and I really just again had to like communicate to people my value so that companies would want to work with me and collaborate long term. Okay. All right, so we're, we're getting a, a really great understanding of your background, how this all came about. Somebody's listening to this episode and they're, they're saying to themselves, I wanna kind of see what's going on in this influencer game. Absolutely. Where do, what, how, where, where do they start? How does, what are some of the pointers you could tell someone who is listening, who wants to get into the influence game? What should they even be thinking first? So another great question. And I received this question a lot, actually, when I was first starting off and started growing and people started noticing that I was working with different companies, which is why I actually decided to create a course that shows everyone step by step how you can go about not only growing your account, but expediting that growth and also monetizing. So the first step, in case you're either interested in the course or interested in, you know, just starting off immediately, I would say you have to focus on, like I said, understanding your audience. So at the end of the day, the influencer marketing world is huge and companies have a budget for it, but they want to make sure that there are going to be conversions and that there is going to be a return on their investment. So focus on growth, focus on being an expert in your audience and leveraging statistics to be able to communicate that value to different organizations. All right. So now you throw some stuff at me. You got me uh, writing notes. I'm, I'm about to get into my second page here. Okay. So I heard something very powerful there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think enough people can, I'm going to look at this from two different sides. Mm-hmm. Companies have a budget for the exact value proposition that you're bringing to the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not only a small budget, 
more companies than ever are focusing on influencer marketing just because Statistically speaking, more people are interested in making purchasing decisions from an influencer than, let's say, a celebrity. So literally, the definition of an influencer is someone who is able to influence the purchasing decisions of others. So it's really just optimizing that. Okay. The reason why I bring that up is for the other side of it is if you are a company mm -hmm. that does not have a budget for influencers, wake up because there are companies who have a competitive advantage over you mm -hmm. because they are working with influencers like Miss Ash, correct? Absolutely, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to drop that for them uh, to hear that. Okay, so you mentioned that they have a budget and then you say it's also focused on the growth. And mm -hmm. so basically what I'm hearing is when you're having a conversation with these companies, you want to actually understand them just as much as they understand you. You want to understand the position that the company is in and how you can take them from where they are now to where they want to be and create that narrative and that story for them. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. I couldn't have said that myself. <laughs> so when you were, when you were, uh, were you able to easily communicate that to some companies? Were they always receptive to it? Were there any challenges when it came to communicating that? Yeah, another great question. And I would say that they are always receptive as long as you can show the data and metrics. So it is kind of, it does have to be tied to your statistics. There are certain resources that you can leverage to analyze your audience, to understand kind of the percentage of male and females. For example, if you're working for a fashion company, as uh, if you're looking for like a kind of female focused fashion line, they're going to look for a high percentage of females. You can also leverage certain statistics of like location and age range, things like this, and also, of course, your engagement rate. So there are certain online resources that you can leverage to find out your engagement rate to see what your audience is interacting with, what they're most likely to interact with, what's your average likes, average comments, and really using that to kind of communicate to businesses and say, look, I can bring an audience to you and um, you should pay me to do it. <laughs> ah, so now we stumbled onto something else I think is an important conversation in business we've walked into this idea of data yes. because data is going to be able to point you in the direction that you want to go and how to leverage that data to then prove your value mm -hmm. to the marketplace. Am Absolutely. I hearing that correctly? Yes. Yes. You're okay. right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So without giving out everything, where do you find some of this data and what data is important? I know, I know uh, we can't give away. I know this is the, I got you. <laughs> one thing that you could say about data to go just a little bit further. Okay, so I will say for you to start off, your number one resource that you can use to be able to find a, a monetizable metric. So you have to be able to determine how much you're going to make per page post, per video, per story, right? So mm -hmm. use and go to 
socialbluebook.com. This is free game. So socialbluebook.com is an influencer website that is verified that will give you a specific number that will give you again, like how many, how much you should charge for a page post, a permanent page post, 24 hour or video or story. Okay. All right. I'm loving this gem. I wrote, I've written it down in my notebook. Okay. So we've established the budget. We've established understanding of the growth process. We've looked at data overall. Mm -hmm. Another key thing that I think is important, if I'm missing anything, please let me know. Mm -hmm. I think another key thing is not only obtaining the relationship, but maintaining the relationship. Can you speak to that as well? Absolutely. I love that you brought up that point because it is a major key that not only, like you said, you establish the relationship, but you have to maintain it long term as well. So the way right. that you actually are able to monetize and scale, especially when you're collaborating with different brands, is through long term partnerships. So this is when brands say, okay, we love the content you've put out. We research we received some type of return. Therefore, we're going to continue to pay you and we're going to continue to work with you. And so at the end of the day, that's a testament to the quality that you put out, to you know the hard work that you put in. So it's definitely a major key. You want to make sure that you are always professional and that you really kind of make sure your quality of work is always there as well. I love that. Okay. So we're starting to get a, a more clearer picture of what influence can entail. Mm -hmm. What are some of the troubles or things that you came across, uh, came across during your journey mm -hmm. that may be wise for other people to look out for? if they decide to become an influencer or maybe they are an influencer, but they're just not monetizing their, their current role. Another great question, DJ, you're like right on point. So at the end of the day, it's a numbers game, right? In every aspect. So a numbers game in considering how many followers you have, or also how, like, obviously that's how large your audience is overall. So everything is a numbers game. And I feel like that's kind of the main struggle because you have to grow to get to a certain point where you can be considered a a solidified influencer. So for example, um, if you're going to look to become an influencer and profit, most companies are going to be looking for at minimum a follower base of 10K. And so, you know, I'm not saying that you have to have 10K, but officially to be an official influencer, 10K is kind of that number that you want to focus on. So there is also good news associated with that. It's a numbers game. You have to focus on growth. You have to focus on building your audience. But at the same time, you can be an influencer at 500K followers. If you are a leader in your community, if you can show that value to organizations, you just really have to, again, be able to, in whatever way, influence the purchasing decisions of your audience. So at the end of the day, these large, you know, large, larger influencers, actually, let's say like people that have millions of followers, um, these people do get paid lots and lots of money for their audience, but their engagement rate is low because at the end of the day, they can't have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with their following. And that one-on-one -on -one relationship is exactly what companies are looking for because that's where the influence part comes in. Okay. So now we stumbled onto something that I think we have to kind of dive into. Most people would start the episode this way. I'm not most people. <laughs> so what is influence then? Right. I mean, 
now that we've we, we've gone through this deeper, we understand your background. For those who just came to just listen to the first five minutes, they're going to miss this wisdom right here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're deeper into this conversation. Mm-hmm. For you, what is wis- uh, what is wisdom? What is influence? Um, from your vantage point? That's another great question. So from my definition, like my personal standpoint, I would say that influence is how you can kind of make a difference in determining a decision of any individual. So if you can influence somebody to be inspired to do a certain thing, or if you can influence somebody to uh, try out something, or if you can influence somebody to go to a certain place, at the end of the day, it just comes down to making an impact on somebody so that they make an action. Love that. Okay. So now you're, you're giving me the scope of influence. Then you decided you became an influencer. You decided to put together a course to teach other influencers. Mm-hmm. Why is it important for you to see more influencers out there? Why not just keep this information to yourself? A great question. That's another great question. So um, I, I don't, especially as a minority, I, I know that everyone can relate to being a minority in a corporate environment or any work environment and being the only, the one and only, or really having to struggle with some type of, you know, not being in an environment where somebody can completely understand you. A nine to five, you know, that corporate world, it's absolutely fine if you want to make money, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to do it that way. You can literally make money doing what you love. Mm. sounds very vague it sounds very vague but it's absolutely possible so when i did it i wanted to show other people how they can monetize and also how they can grow and expedite the growth on their accounts by leveraging social media because social media is such a powerful platform and the money's always there (laughs) okay so you gave you just handed me some more wisdom so i want to learn a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. you said that uh you can make money doing what you love Mm-hmm. So when you were in this position that many people who are listening to this episode were in, what did you decide to love? What was it that you loved that you could then create a lifestyle around? That's another great question. So at the end of the day, you know, we were working from home. I was stuck inside. I looked outside the window to a nice, beautiful, sunny day. And I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to travel. I wanted to make it's it's lifestyle influencing, right? So at the end of the day, from head to toe, you know, hair, clothing, these are things that not only that I you know, I used to receive for free, but now I get paid for these things. And that's the power of being an influencer. You can have your entire lifestyle be compensated by, you know, a corporation. <laughs> what you did, you, now you stumbled on some more things I got to know more about. <laughs> so yes, I'm down for the clothing and mm-hmm. everything that comes with that. Okay. I'm, you got me in. <laughs> But when you're talking about travel, now we're really talking. <laughs> now we're really talking. <laughs> travel now let's we're on the same page. Let's talk about that, especially as things are opening back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's gonna be good to just have that conversation. Yes. What what does that look like as far as uh, using your influence or mm-hmm. leveraging your your influence to attract uh, things where you're able to travel to certain things and have those uh, I was paid for. 
Absolutely. So let's take a moment to just imagine your dream destination, whether it be Mexico, the Bahamas, Paris, wherever you want to go, your dream destination. Just visualize that right now. Now imagine being paid or receiving that destination trip for free. How you go about doing that, again, it's kind of the same principle of building your audience and understanding your specific niche. So for me, I decided to diversify my niche. I said, okay, fitness, fashion, travel, inspiration. Travel is a part of that. So I have literally traveled. Um, my most recent trip was to Mexico, Puerto Vallarta. And I was able to have that experience. We went on different excursions, traveled to a island, went ATVing, uh, several different things, all for free, all for free. And it was it was a it was a VIP experience basically, um, and this is just kind of something that is absolutely possible. Um, it does require a little extra work if you're looking to travel certain destinations. Um, for example, as a travel influencer, it requires a blog. It requires a a larger audience um, around like 100k or more. But um, if you're able to get these things and um, kind of provide what the company wants so that they can receive a return, then then you're there. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So you're really giving us a lot of gems um, and you really uh, are opening up our minds to the possibilities here. What is something before we uh, show people where they can go to access and learn more? What's one thing you've learned now that you wish you had known back then? Before you had got started, what's one thing that maybe had would have propelled it at a, a, a better rate or seen a, a different type of result? What's one thing that you know now that you wish you knew back then? Um, I would just kind of tell myself, you know, it's not, nothing worth it comes easy, right? And so at the end of the day, we think, first starting off like social media, oh, it, it looks easy. It looks easy, right? That's not the case at all. It takes literally day-to-day -day either business development or certain actions that propel you to grow your audience, to build it. Everything that you do has to be strategic. So I'd say like the bottom line there is um, it's lots of hard work and uh, always intentional, I guess, being intentionally strategic every single day. Okay, you're talking my language now. We're talking about strategy. Mm -hmm. How often are you having a come to the minds type of meeting about your brand? How often is that something that you are having conversations on overall with the vision, um, you know, moving forward? So it's every almost second um, of the day. I, I try to, when you're, in the influencing world, I, you shouldn't get too caught up on social media. It kind of takes like a fine balance, right? You don't want to constantly be on there. You have to, again, like you have to plan ahead your week so that you can like have some time to yourself. You don't want to be on your phone all the time. So um, I'd say just like, um, I'm sorry, can we revisit the question? I, I kind of blanked on the question. No, I, I was, um... I was asking, um, well, now, now I'm blinking. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you answered uh, enough for me to understand where you're coming from. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So how do we get people 
the access that they need? What, where do they go? I know you talked about it on the, earlier in the episode. Right. Uh, where do they go to learn more about what you're, what you're working on and tell us more about the course that they can access as well? Yes, so the course is Influencer 101. So it literally takes you step-by-step step how you can grow your account because that's the first step at the end of the day. Um, so I had to incorporate that. And also everything that you need to know about monetizing. And I literally give you every single resource that you also need. So there are certain things that are required for you to be able to monetize as an influencer and make a profit by, you know, posting pictures, right? So um, it does require a media kit, for example. And so something like this is what you send to companies and it also incorporates a pitch. And with this pitch and media kit, you send it over and um, basically communicating your entire holistic value to the company. And this is key. This is something that takes lots of time to do. And so I really just kind of give all that information up front, step by step, so it just makes it easy. And um, it's, not a, it's not an easy process, but I, I kind of wanted to show like, like how you can just expedite it. At the end of the day, growth is always there if you implement and incorporate certain strategic actions. So I make it easy. You don't have to struggle um, to figure out the secrets or anything. I, I literally have an entire growth hack there. You can figure out how to essentially hack the algorithm. Everybody talks about the algorithm. I have no issues with um, like, I'm no issues with like lower engagement, anything like that. It's kind of constant growth. So I really just kind of give what works. And it's not only based on my knowledge, it's also based on best practices and standards and statistics and data, um, just really kind of incorporated into Influencer 101 to help you be successful. Well, I'm looking forward to um, learning from you mm -hmm. and applying a lot of the wisdom that you have in your course. Um, I'm looking forward to the implementation and, uh, and really uh, being a student to the, the wisdom that you've picked up. So I thank you so much uh, for putting this out here for other people who uh, are going down a similar path, maybe not have realized that they were. Mm -hmm. This is a perfect avenue to take some of that audience that you've been building up and really build an empire around it. Mm -hmm. And so I thank you for stopping by and letting us know about this world and I look forward to, to learning more. Uh, any final thoughts for anyone who's about to enter into the influencer space? Uh, any words of wisdom for them? Yes, so my words of wisdom would be, again, just you can get paid doing what you love. Take the first step. If you need to take that first step, I can help you with it. Um, if you want to check it out, go to my Instagram account right now if you're interested in either getting paid to travel, getting paid to wear the latest fashions, getting paid to do anything, really. Um, go to at the Garden of Ash on Instagram and click on my link in bio and check out that Influencer 101 course. I also offer different individual sessions as well, one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if you want to know how to optimize your audience, how to grow with your audience. If you have any questions of even like um, how to create your media kit, I have girls who have taken the course and they reach out to me, you know, almost daily, like, Ashley, how does this look? I'm, I want, or um, they reach out to different companies and they have questions about how to maneuver um, or communicate. So um, I'm always here to help and um, I hope I can help in any way with the resources that I can provide. Ash, thank you so much for stopping by Black Equity uh, Podcast. The doors are open. 
anytime you want to come back and any new initiatives or anything else you're working on, or if you just want to talk about something in the influencer space, I would love to hear from you and continue this conversation. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you.